0: week that's never happened to me. I, for the first time, I just felt felt so judged about being bald. I've never had a problem with being bald, but the first time I just got so annoyed, fed up with people, the things that they say, the looks that they give. And so what I did, I went and... <laughs> <laughs> the punchline. I went and bought... I went and bought a really cheap wig. It was a small price toupee. <laughs> small price toupee, pay, to pay. Red Letter Living. We're talking about the, we're talking about living out the, the, the words of Jesus, taking the words of Jesus seriously. Um, and Mauricio set us up perfectly because what, if you're going to take the words of Jesus seriously if you're going to take what he's calling you to seriously it's going to upend everything it's going to change everything if you're willing to take what he said seriously and so that's what we're going to be doing that's what we have been doing and we'll continue to be looking at the at the at the words that Jesus spoke throughout the gospels and we found ourselves over the last uh, the, the last number of weeks started out the year in the back into the Sermon on the Mount. Last week we talked about blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 7. We talked a wee bit last week about how it's really difficult. In fact, we didn't say that. We said it's impossible. You can't judge and love at the same time. Um, and so we talked about the link the the link between relationship with God and relationship with others, our relationship with God and our relationship with others is inseparable. And too often I, and maybe you too, are guilty of trying to separate that link. But John, John in, in his in, in his letter in First John chapter four, he, he he made it crystal clear. Anyone that claims to love God but does not love brother and sister does not love the other does not love his neighbor is a liar these strong words from John but he's made it crystal clear to us that if uh, that the link between our relationship with God and our relationship with others is inseparable if you want to show uh, if you want to sh- prove once you want there to be evidence in how you love God it's going to be in how you treat others what you say about others what you think about others and not only in the not only in the words that we looked at Jesus saying yes last week um, blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy there's several other times throughout the gospels that Jesus seems to make it pretty clear that how you treat one another is going to be determined by how you are then treated it's really challenging like really challenging words and so on the Monday night we, we started our fun series with the men. Uh, it's not just fun, I actually felt like it really, really, really important. Really um looking forward to what we're gonna be doing over the next number of Monday nights with the men. But we talked briefly, Andrew led us briefly into the power of story. And there's nobody that does it better than Jesus. And so um I think uh, I think we're on something on our Monday nights. the devotional that I follow that I mention it here from time to time that the only devotional I follow consistently um, is from the center of action and contemplation. And uh, and so over the next two weeks, their theme is that story matters. And um and so let me just read one of the stories that Jesus tells. At the time that Jesus wants to make a point, he uses story, he uses illustration, as he said to the disciples. It's... Uh, or, as one of the gospel writers commented that he that spoke nothing but but in parables um so this is the story that Jesus tells in Luke chapter ten. These are the red letters of jesus uh Luke ten, and you'll be familiar with them but let me read it um verse twenty five of Luke chapter ten, just then a lawyer stood up to test jesus teacher he said. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, uh, with all your strength. Sorry, with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Um. Probably wish at the end of it he just had left it there. But Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road and when he saw, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite when he came to the place and saw him passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan while traveling came near him and when he saw him He was moved with pity. Let me just read that verse again. It just feels like that's the most pivotal part of all of this. A Samaritan, while traveling, came near. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and he bandaged his wounds, and having poured oil and wine on them, having poured oil and wine on them, then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took uh, two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him and when I come back, I will repay you whatever whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, go Go and do likewise. And so if you want to remember anything from today, the red letters of Jesus, go and do likewise. So we're sort of continuing on the, Theme of mercy that we opened up with last last week. A few things that I just want to point out uh, that I think are equally applicable to us today. There are many things when it comes to engaging with those on the other side that would cause us to be fearful, that would cause us to turn uh, our attention, avert our eyes in the other in the other direction. It would have been really easy for Mauricio. Rose to, 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 see the need, to hear the stats, and to turn away, to avert their attention. But there's something about compassion that overcomes fear. Something about being moved with pity, moved with compassion that overcomes fear. What what strikes me again about this story, and I think it's uh, it's important for all of us to hear how this is practiced. This way of life is just practiced in the everyday. It's practiced in the ordinary. I was struck by those words that while he was on his journey, it wasn't in a, it wasn't in a service, it wasn't in a program. It was while he was traveling, while he was just journeying through life, he, he looked and he saw, and he couldn't take his attention off what he had seen. Compassion, ca- compassion caused him to overcome fear, but it was practiced in the everyday, it was practiced in the ordinary. When it comes to this idea of going and doing likewise, that is really important for all of us, I think. move with compassion, I'm telling you that's, that's gonna overcome fear. It's gonna be practiced in your everyday, in your ordinary, and it's gonna be reliant, reliant, relies on relationship. And what i what I missed in this story, and I know we're all familiar with it, and it's maybe not a, it's maybe not a huge deal, it's one of those parts that we do know about the story, but it just struck me afresh. The fact that the, 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 the Samaritan said, and when I come back. So some of us, we are, again, to, to, to use Maurizio and his family. Sometimes it's easy to go and do the mission trip. Sometimes it's easy to go and do the, the, the one week, the two week, and leave and, and come back and move on. There's something about fully engaging with, whether it's your family or your community or your work colleagues, that is reliant on relationship. So not only are you moved with compassion, not only is it in the ordinary, but it's also really reliant on relationship. So Samaritan was really important that when he came back, he would have been forgiven. I almost think the story would have been equally as powerful if he'd have put the man onto his own animal. If he had brought him to the inn and was willing to pay for his stay. That would have been incredible. That would have been an amazing story. But the fact was that it was. He was. I think he was so convinced about this is what it looks like to follow Jesus. This is what it looks like to go and do likewise. That he came back. And there's something so beautiful about that. When it comes to how we we've been thinking about this, la, I think over the last couple of Sundays, we've also been thinking about this in our in our midweeks, how we engage with people that we view as other. Paul, writing to the Romans, is trying to address the conflict, or he's trying to address the the relational difficulties. He's trying to make the the two one, unite the family of God. And so often, whenever it comes to those that we view as others, those that we view as sinners, um, we think, well, I do anyway, unless I want to put it on you, we think that sin must be dealt with through punishment, I think that sin must be dealt with through judgment. That's how we have addressed people that we see on the other side. I suppose I, I just find myself uh, just reflecting a wee bit on what Jesus says again. Red letters of Jesus in Luke chapter 5. Um, when the Levi gave a great banquet and the Pharisees were given off. They were complaining. Why does why do you eat with and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And so they're they're like us, Pharisees, are like like me at times. If you want to deal with sinners, if you're going to deal with them, then it's going to be through punishment and it's going to be through judgment. But what Jesus says is completely different. He says, uh, "Those who are well have no need of a physician, um, but are no need of a doctor. Uh, but those who are sick." I've come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so it's it's the healing balm of mercy that's going to make people well. I I heard one pastor preaching this a while back, and he talked about the medicine of mercy. And so often we think sin is going to be dealt with through punishment and through judgment, but it seems to be mercy. Again, if we're to go back to Romans 2 verse 4, it's the kindness of God. It's the kindness, it's the goodness of God that will lead people to repentance. Go and do likewise. It's call for us as following his way, following the church, or following the words and ways of Jesus' church. Um, again, thinking a wee bit about the days of the early churches, they were living all of this out. And what made someone a true Christian? I don't know what, if I was to take a survey and go around the room and, and ask the question, what, what is it that makes a true Christian? be interested to know what your immediate response is, what your gut, gut response, what, what is it that makes someone a true Christian? Back in the, for the early church, what made someone a true Christian was the reputation of his or her love, out of love, poor amour, out of love. That uh, and I, I and I'm not sure that is that would be the same thing that over the last number of years, I think we've become so reliant on on information. I think we've become so reliant on believing the right things, that 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 can sometimes be the answer of what makes someone a true Christian. Believing a certain doctrine, thinking a certain way. But if you were to follow the if you were to follow the theme of many of the writers of. Uh, the New Testament, we've mentioned it about about Paul towards the end of Corinthians, but like above all else, love, Peter said the same thing, above everything else, love, it's more important than being right, it's more important than winning an argument, it's more important than like beating someone in a debate, there's a thing about this story, to go back to this story, i will be done in a few minutes if there's somebody willing to run up and grab Mauricio's two kids um the The truth about this this story that Jesus tells is that the two guys that walked away on the other side in a way were not doing anything wrong. they were doing what the religion told them to do. The Levite and the priest they were they were on their way. And their religion did not allow them to 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 touch to, t- to touch anything unclean, and so in a way they were doing what their religion told them to do. Religiously speaking, they were doing the right thing; they were doing what was okay. But just frightens me. It frightens me as I, as I look inward personally. It re- frightens me as I think about the reputation of the church. Is that the religion that the religion can do nothing to move us to compassion. The religion of the first two guys did nothing to move them to compassion. But this Samaritan, this Samaritan who was viewed as, this Samaritan who was viewed as enemy, who did not believe all of the right things, who did not keep all of the right rules, who did not have all of the right doctrine, is the one who shows compassion to the neighbor. And Jesus elevates someone that they would have dismissed, despised even, is elevated as the hero of the story. I think Jesus is really driving home the point of it's not about believing all the right things because your religion can cause you to show no compassion. Your religion can cause you to move to the other side of the street. And so if your religion is causing you to Turn your eyes. If your religion is causing you to walk on the other side, if your religion is causing you to treat someone unkindly, if your religion is causing you to view certain people in an unfair way with unkind thoughts, then I'm telling you that something is wrong. And while traveling, he saw, and I and I that is my encouragement to you today, that is my challenge. Um to you today, this is all going to be lived out and worked out in the world. while they were travelling, he saw is he he was he had eyes to see. And I'm wanting to tell you right now, whether it's in Spain and Guadix or whatever part of the world, whatever workplace you're in, whatever school environment that you're in, you're going to if you have eyes to see, if you lift your head to look, you're going to find people who are crying out, who are desperate for mercy, who are desperate for mercy. The call for us as followers of Jesus is to go and do likewise. Faith is not an adjective. Faith is a verb. Now if you get the kids to come up, those who are in school, they'll be able to tell you better. Faith is a verb. It's a doing word. Go and do. And so we are really grateful for this family who are an example of that, going and doing, um, who have decided not to turn away and have moved to the other side, spiritually, literally, in every way. Uh, so you two guys, we uh, we find it a kind of a privilege that you're with us, that you're part of this incredible team of people that are making a difference in Guadix, and so we'd love you guys to come up with your mum and dad and let us pray for you, and it's a beautiful, <laughs>